Welcome to First Turn, where we play board games for the first time and discuss our immediate reactions. It's like book club, but for board games. I'm Eric, and with me is Kiwi and BP. The path! The path! Oh god, I was wondering what he would do. Hi! Today we're going to be playing oh. Citadels. <laughs> designed by Bruno Fiduti of Mission Red Planet, Raptor. And the artist is Jean-Louis Maurier. Morier, uh, Julian Delval of Castles of Burgundy, Dominion, Ticket to Rides, Memoir 44, Didier Graffet, Bjarn Hansen, and Florence <laughs> Magnine. It is published by uh, Hans M. Gluck originally, but Zeman in the States. The description is, in Citadels, players are vying to become the kingdom's next master builder, but first they must impress the monarchy with their city building skills. To succeed, they must enlist help from a diverse cast of characters, but only the best city will earn its steward the title of Master Builder. Uh, the mechanics are action drafting, card drafting, drafting, <laughs> lose a turn, set collection, <laughs> turn order, roll order, and variable player powers. Ooh, and the box art is um, blue. The art style reminds me of there was a comic uh, called Prince Valiant, mm. and the style of like how the characters look reminds me of the Prince Valiant comic. I mean, so it's got um, the the title is done in that. Um, so it almost looks like, you know, flashy steel uh, kind of lettering, uh, you know, where you're etching in steel or iron. And then uh, definitely some cartoons um, for the drawings of the characters. There is one character in the lower left hand uh, corner who, uh, because his the mask he's wearing just over his eyes and covering his head either reminds me of uh, the man with the black mask, right, in Princess mm -hmm. Bride, or uh, kind of the Zorro look. But uh, See, I thought he was a goblin when I first saw it, and then I had to look closer to notice that he was wearing a mask because he all kind of sort of blended in together. Mm -hmm. Well, um, I mean, if you're a rogue trying to hide out, like it sure. would seem that he is. Yeah. yeah. And then it looks like, I don't know, you've got some maybe – counselors who've got a lot of fluffy things and bling and then it definitely someone who's trying to be a, a soldier who's got their sword drawn and definitely wearing some kind of fancy chain mail looking attire everyone looks so angry they yeah. do well except for, well the guy on the right doesn't look angry he just looks real smug yeah so would you pick it up off a shelf i don't think i would <laughs> The art seems kind of meh. Um, and and the only reason why I'm aware of the game is because every time they bring it up on Tice Tower, uh, Eric always screams, Citadels! And I don't know why. I think it's some sort of inside joke, but mm -hmm. he does it every time. Mm -hmm. um, I knew nothing about the game. Mm -hmm. Absolutely nothing until I read it. Apparently it was a Spiel des Jahres nominee. I, so. I read that in the show notes. Yeah. yeah. It, lost. Um, it was also published in 2000. So I feel like with the art, it's probably that kind of dated style. And I think this art, though, is a reprint because mm. it got reprinted um, a second time. Uh, and so I think and that's why it says Citadel's classic. Mm. I think there's been some expansions and such. But I feel like the, the early art was also very similar to this, too. Okay. So but I think this is reprint. Yeah. Which was in 2016. So it's slightly newer art. 
But even then, it see it feels dated. Yeah, BP? I mean, I don't, I don't know that anything like jumps out at me to be like, oh, I look so fantastic uh, by the box art, and then of course the mechanics. This is a card drafting game, so. Uh, Eric, would you pick it up off a shelf? Uh, probably not. The box art isn't super uh, exciting. Um, sounds sounds like a city builder. I mean, I know it's fairly highly ranked, so maybe it'll be a good one, but nothing really jumps out as. All right. Well, how do you think it's played, Eric? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a card drafting game. My well, uh, card drafting, some other sort of drafting, and then just drafting. There's so a like, lot of so drafting. Like we have to like get behind each other and draft off of each other. Like, yes. I don't, what other kind of drafting is there? Variable player powers. So I'm guessing like. We're going to have like a main character who has like a strength. We want our steward. So we want our person who has these certain strengths to be able to have the best built. And I'm going to go with Citadel Fortified Town. Um, So I'm guessing we're going to be drafting resources to build this and trying to put together set collections. So like you need so many of like XYZ cards or whatever to be able to build like the coolest market place. Um, so like one of each, one of each fruit. Yeah. Yeah. To have a good market. Yeah. And if you have a mangosteen, you lose a turn. Okay. We want more than just market. I items. like that. We've we just gone to-, to building like agriculture <laughs> instead of a city. I yeah. know. Um, okay, so we need, uh, besides a marketplace, we probably want a blacksmith. We're going to want our towers. We're probably going to want um, a cathedral or what some if it's sort the of church. Kind? Like where you want to have the set of the same thing. So you just have a city of all towers and nothing else <laughs> or like all blacksmiths. Your town's just, it's just Abbey Town. Oh, you need a, you need an abbot? Just go to Abbey Town. Yeah. It's full of abbeys. <laughs> yep. <laughs> what you're known for. That's how you got to get on the map. Yeah. They're like, oh, I need a beer. Oh, you need to go to a brewery. Just head on down to San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, the history of uh, Citadels. Of Abbeyton. <laughs> Abbeyton. <laughs> Citadel ton. It's just yeah. 20 citadels. Now I'm going to look up to see if there's a town called Abbeyton. I'm sure there is. Um, well, so citadels are as old as civilization, obviously, because uh, most of the early towns, cities, again, the root for civilization is Latin for city, um, usually had walled structures, um, primarily for defensive purposes. So, um, you know, just the the definition of a citadel, right, is uh, a fortified town or or center. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to have a castle or fortress, but it does have to be um, fortified. So, um Many times in, you know, medieval towns, uh, there would be like a keep or a castle, uh, but then right surrounded by uh, these walls where you would still have the town right uh, built inside of it. And so I know like Carcassonne, not the game, but the actual town uh, for me is one of like the classic go to's uh, for looking at these. But 
for, you know, medieval Europe, they were really all over the place because of um, kind of all the, the, the fighting that went on during that period. And so really you see them in more ancient centers. Uh, you would see some kind of modern or more modern post-1600 buildings of them. But really the big time of citadels is from about 3000 BCE up through about 1600 of the Common Era. Um, they've even actually found some in the Indus Valley civilizations, although there's a lot of controversy because most scholars, when they look at the archaeological evidence for that civilization, they tend to not find a whole lot of really defensive structures or weaponry in the remains. And so uh, kind of the general consensus is that there was not a lot of attack or need for defense and that therefore the fortified walls around the cities may have been more for uh, instead of uh, protecting against invaders, uh, protecting against natural disasters. Um, some of your other early right fortified places would have been uh, in Greece that are definitely still very reminiscent. I mean, Acropolis literally means high city, but the way that they were all structured was in this sense that you would have right, a fortified wall around it. And then, of course, the high ground, which most citadels are built, right, which have natural defenses for them. And again, you also really want to make sure that they have access uh, to a natural uh, source of water because uh, the whole point is that you could bring like uh, the village and surrounding areas into these fortified walls when there was uh, an actual attack. And of course, there were tons of attacks during right, the ancient world. Um, and so obviously this was a fairly um, right common practice uh, for uh, for most cities. Um one, some of the famous citadels uh, that you may recall that also have historical significance, of course, um, the Bastille, famous, of course, for its 1789 attack on the Bastille, now known as Bastille Day or uh, Le 14 de Juillet. Oh, national, you mean the Bastille. Yeah, the, okay. the national holiday of France. Um, obviously that was a, right, a, a citadel, a fortress right inside the walls of Paris. Uh, and then, uh, one just little fact is that there is a citadel in Quebec that is actually still in military operational, operational military use, military operational use. Anyway, still in use today, Quebec. Uh, so there is an Abbey town in England. You pass it on your way from Manchester to Glasgow and it was named after the Abbey that was in it. <laughs> so, um, so you guys were way off, uh, Dude, on how to play, especially since you got into a history lesson and what to buy at a market instead of an actual game. So, uh, the game is played over a series of rounds where we are the architects building out our towns. The game ends when a city builds its seventh district, although for a three, three player game, it will be eight and the current round is finished. Players gain points from the districts they have built, and the player with the most points is the winner. The first player is the oldest. So, hey, at least it's not random. Uh, so BP will be known uh, initially as the crowned player, uh, which we can remember because the first player token is a crown. 
So a round is broken into two phases. During the selection phase, the crown player is going to take uh, the character cards. There's eight of them. Discard a number face up and face down based on the player count. For our three-player game, it's just going to be a single card face down uh, so that no one knows what it is. Um, If we are placing cards face up and the king is revealed, then uh, we would return the character to the deck and choose a new card to be face up. Starting with the crowned player and proceeding clockwise, each player secretly chooses a character card from those remaining. The last player puts the remaining card face down so that it is unknown to the other players. For two and three player games, we're each going to get two separate characters. Hmm. So we're going to select twice. Uh, they so, And then during the turn phase, the crowned player will announce a number starting with one. And going up to eight, and whoever has a char- the character that matches that number, it's their turn. So then they will uh, they have to do a couple of things. So they must collect resources. So you have your choice of taking two gold from the bank, or uh, drawing two district cards from the deck, keeping one and discarding the other. And then you may build one single district. So the player pays the gold cost in the upper left and places the district in their city. They cannot build a district that is already in their city. The rules state specifically if it has the same name. So if it has a similar name, can't build it. Once a player's turn is complete or if no one selects the character of that number, the crown player then announces the next number. Players may use their character ability whenever the card says they can. If there is no stated time, it can be played whenever they wish during their turn. A character ability can only be used once per round. And in a two two or three player game where we each have two characters, the character's uh, ability can only be used during that character's turn. Mm -hmm. So like if I have the two and the seven, I can't use the two ability on the seven turn and vice versa. Mm -hmm. I... I did say about collecting resources. Okay, but yeah, you're not. <laughs> uh, when a player builds their seventh district, or in our case, eight, the okay. round is completed and then the game is over. The first player to reach seven or eight gains four points. All other players who reach seven or eight in the round gain two points. Players then gain points based on the cost of their districts. An additional three points if they have at least one district of each type. So yellow are noble districts, blue are religious districts, green are trade districts, red is military districts, and purple are special districts. Uh, The player with the most points is the winner. If there is a tie, the player who played the highest character card in the final round is the winner. Uh, And that is everything. That's the whole game. Well, let's play. We just finished a game of Citadels. To recap, I had 18 dock points. Kiwi had 26 Abbey points, and BP had 31 Noble points. BP, winning strategy. I mean, I I just feel like whatever strategy like you could that helped you build what you needed, you know, like you wanted to build things and then not get murdered or thieved. Which, honestly, is just a strategy you can put to a lot of things. <laughs> really? Right, don't I know. get murdered and don't get thieved. That's yeah, just... It's life. I don't know if there's really a way to prevent it, though. Uh, well, The murdering by... or the thieving? Either of them. Well, you could, well, you could assassinate the thief. Yeah, or, or, you, or the warlord. Or you choose or the bishop, to have items if you can. Yeah. yeah. 
And then if I didn't have those choices, then I tried to choose choices that gave me extra coins because I had built those things. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that it's much of a strategy. I feel like that's just how you play just the game. The, just the game. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I got murdered and thieved the first half of the game. So then I was just taking them every round. Mm. But then I got mm. behind because they don't really do anything else except for murder and thief for people. So <laughs> I feel like you, you can't really keep picking them or you're going to lose. Yeah. And you can't really take the assassin and the thief in the same round because you can't benefit from the thieves. Yeah, exactly. Money, money because you you don't get it until that person goes and that person's always going to go after you. Right. Mm-hmm. So you really have to take the thief with somebody else or the, the assassin with somebody else. And you shouldn't really take them together. I learned that the hard way. And it's also mm-hmm. unlikely you'll get them both because everyone's trying to get them so that they don't get murdered and thief. Uh, any other stra- my strategy was, I was like, I really got to focus and actually remember the cards because I wasn't very focused at the start. Mm-hmm. So I, a couple rounds, I actually remembered what the cards were so I could assassinate and thieve the right people. <laughs> yeah. Kiwi, any strategy other than? Uh, no, I think of the same strategy. I was uh, really trying to go for getting the points for having uh, one of each district, but I never saw a yellow card. Mm. So it just didn't work out. Uh, theme. Did you feel like Citadel? Like whatever the no. theme was. Medieval no. nobles. Yeah, I, I didn't even. I only looked at the name to see if I already had that in my city which was a thing i'd forgotten no but i because i feel like if you're really going to be building like a citadel or something like it needs to have what tile placement is that a mechanic is that a mechanic? Tile placement is mechanic yeah and that would be one that would fit like this kind of idea yeah or yeah. like what eric thought which was all of the green together made a district mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. set collection yeah like you're building mm-hmm. up districts mm-hmm. yeah buildings mm-hmm. Well, I did put my temple and my cathedral next to each other. Yeah, but that had no benefit to the game. That was just aesthetically. Yes, pleasing. I mean, Eric did the same thing when he bought a a tavern. Yep, and then the library burned down. Yeah. So, yeah, so I think the theme came in when we were saying stuff like that. Mm -hmm. There was no theme in the game. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe one turn for each of us. We each had one turn. I do like that it was a temple and a cathedral. So, I mean, I'm I'm assuming they say temple because that could be polytheistic versus cathedral, I'm assuming monotheistic. Possibly. I don't know. Pretty sure they just needed X number of cards. So they. Yeah. Um, Table presents. Uh, it's a little boring, yep. honestly. I mean, uh, the cards are, they do have some nice art. Yeah, the art's not bad, but like I, I rarely ever looked the at the golem. pictures it's a bit mundane yeah. it's not the golem. yeah i don't really think i looked at my pictures much i looked at the cost and what type of district it was and that's where i focused most of my attention i mean i did notice i had a library in my hand and i was like yes but even then like it like library isn't it could be a more interesting something than just library a little yeah, more like whimsical i guess yeah. like a i don't know floating library or a <laughs> You know, or something a more historical one. a defensive a defensive library i'm just saying like the cards are just pretty like port not like i don't know add something to it it's true i did have just town hall yeah yeah they're all just very bland names castle i mean i i think they did that so it's like okay i already have a castle i can't build another castle but you could like underline the keyword mm. so like you can only have one type of castle but you could have like gothic castle and yeah. romanesque romanesque yeah. castle exactly. or yeah, something a little bit more fancy and then change up the art, the art to match it, but then say like, okay, you if, you know, if whatever word is underlined, you can only have one of that type in your in your city. Uh, the mechanics, Kiwi. 
Um, there are elements I like. So like it had the thing I like about Love Letter where you have like two cards and you have to like play mm-hmm. the card and like you have to strategize because you don't know what characters the other folks have taken. It also reminded me a little bit of Mr. Jack where you had two cards and you had to play their abilities. Um, although we were only had we only had two characters because it was a three player game. In four players and above, you only get a single character. Mm. Um, yeah, which when you when you think about the assassin, like if you get assassinated, you lose your turn yeah. completely. It already sucked which, enough when. Yeah, had, exactly. When so like I, when I read that, and I was like, oh man, that that's very much an early two thousands because I don't think people generally design games now where you lose a turn just because action. it's like yeah, yeah, it's 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 it makes you feel bad like when you lose out on a turn like. I knew because I think I chose last during that round. So I knew exactly what I had. I was pretty sure that BP wasn't picking to assassinate and thieve from her own character. So when she assassinated and thieved both of Eric's characters, like I already knew it. And I was like, ah, it's going to be a crappy turn for yeah, Eric. Uh, and I like I felt bad for Eric and he's my opponent. Yeah. <laughs> <it's>, <laughs> like, yeah, I think the assassin could just be like y- you prevent them from doing their action. But like you still get yeah, the rest you, of your turn. Yeah, I, I think that. Yeah, that would be good. Like you still yeah. get your. You just don't get your ability, which you know could be powerful, especially if you had like the bishop and you were trying to, you know. Oh yeah, warlord protect bishop, from the warlord, or even just yeah. like you know preventing somebody from doing the architect and building three buildings to end the game. Or mm-hmm. Something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like that. So it's a real real feel bad when you take somebody's turn away. Yep. Or like me, you don't. But whatever. You don't feel bad or you don't take some I did not away? feel bad taking Eric's turn away. Oh, okay. Well, apparently I live with a sociopath. <laughs> Why I burned down your library. <laughs> that is true. There was some vengeance for the assassination. Yeah, rules. E- pretty easy, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, it I mean, we did have to all like really pay attention the first round of selection. Yeah, but first- I feel like after selecting the stuff, like literally after selecting the stuff, it was like pretty straightforward. Yeah. Like the first round I didn't get it, but then there's enough rounds that you play through it. And then, yeah. And I feel like we got through a pretty good flow. Like everybody sort of understood exactly mm-hmm. what they needed to do. And then I think once everybody understood like what the character, like once we got through all the characters and we understood what they all did, mm-hmm. it was a lot easier. Like people were able to make choices a little bit faster. Mm-hmm. You knew how they all interacted. Um, so I thought that was good. The rule book is it's decently laid out. They have very good examples there's not a whole lot of rules to the game. So that makes it simple. Um, and I don't think I ever actually had to go into the rule book at mm. all. I had, the, they have like a little thing at the end, you know, about each character that gives you a little bit more than just mm-hmm. what's on the card. Cause I think on the warlord card, it does not actually tell you like, Hey, it's minus one to destroy. Yeah. Cause it just oh, says yeah. you may pay to destroy one district of your choice. But then when you go in the rule book, it says, for one less than its cost, mm. it really should say that on the card. Mm-hmm. And if it had said that on the card, we wouldn't have missed it. Uh, and you would, we would never have had to go into the mm-hmm. rule book. So, and it's also very weird that it's not on the card, Be but easy to add. it's in the rule book. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, player interaction. Um, I mean, it's a pure take that game. It's kind of random though. Cause like you don't mm-hmm. really know who picked what you can kind of maybe yeah. guess, but you're just sort of randomly attacking other people yeah there, there were some where like i figured if i saw the merchant in the 
hand of cards and then it wasn't there when it got mm-hmm. back around to me. Like I assumed Eric took it just right. because he had more green cards. And so I assassinated the merchant specifically because I didn't want him to get all those coins. Mm-hmm. But um, but it's just more like I didn't really care what you guys were doing. I was just picking things and then trying to kill somebody. And mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. And you usually chose that. Some, I mean, for me, I chose that somebody based on what I what I wanted to protect. Which which is a strategy. Yeah. Like I said, you know, I killed the merchant that one time because I figured Eric had taken it and I didn't but want see, to get the gold. But see, that's more direct. Whereas more like direct. I killed the warlord because I was like, I don't have the bishop and I want to protect. Sure. You weren't directly attacking somebody you thought you had taken it, but that's still there's still an element of take that. You just didn't know who right. you were attacking. So I don't know that I feel that that's direct because I'm not directing it towards a particular player. Yeah, but you're interacting with somebody. You just don't know who. Or not. Or or that was one of those discarded cards. All right. Uh, would you play it again? Uh, no, I think once was enough. I it's it's pretty dated. Um <laughs> I, d- I don't like the losing a turn bit. So, yeah, I, I would go with with no. I think it was worth playing. It's it's kind of like, uh, you know, the Oscars with best, best, best picture. You know, you, you want to watch it once just so you can say, oh, yeah, I watched best picture that year. But a lot of the times I come out of those movies going, eh, that wasn't a movie for me. Yeah. And then on the other hand, I think I can understand why in 2000, this was a Spiel des Jahres nominee. I don't think this would get anywhere close nowadays. Yeah, I'd agree. It's just pretty dated in art and stuff and just general gameplay. Like, I feel like in terms of like a ordered drafting game, like Libertalia, I thought was more exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everyone was sort of on the same footing because you had the same card set. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then just drafting games. I don't know. There's so many more that are more enjoyable drafting game uh, to me this is like a supposed to be a player interaction game but like we said we didn't really it wasn't super fun player interaction so nah yeah bp nah for many of the i don't have any addition yeah. to add i mean there wasn't and also there just wasn't even enough art to be like i mean i'd at least look at the cards like the cards were interesting enough um but yeah there's not enough to i mean yeah no can't okay. think of can't All think right. of anything that I mean, it's not one I just like would be like, never, never, ever want to see that again. But it's not one I would. Yeah. So that was. Yeah, that's a big it's a big no from none of us would have pulled it off yeah, and none of us, none would, of pick us it up, would pick it up we, again. We confirmed our suspicions from the beginning of the episode. <laughs> yeah, that was Citadel's. Uh, so if you have any recommendations you want to hear our impressions on, uh, just send them our way. Our email is firstturntabletop at gmail. And we are also on the Twitter and Instagram at firstturncast. And we do have a podcasting camel if you are tuning in for the very first time. <laughs> which, which we are. Yeah, and we already have a podcasting camel, and uh, he's he's just strolling up the cobbled stones inside the citadel to uh, the keep uh, in the center there, and he says, please don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcatchers. We look forward to hearing from you, and play more games. Mm-hmm. And the battlefield. They're right next to each other. That's good. Makes sense.
the name of my town will be Monastery Field. Okay. Like a Springfield, but mm. maybe it'll field, be Monofield. Monasteries. I was going to say yeah, yeah. It's Monofield. Got a watchtower for my dock. Got prison for all the people breaking into my docks. We call it Guarded Docks. Okay. <laughs>